Welcome back to Ope, a podcast episode 53. Today, uh, is this going to be two of your hosts? Uh, I'm Jason O, along with... Soup, it's it's me. It's Soup, or if you know him as Eli, that's also totally okay. Yeah. But, Soup's uh, better because it's the fall, so, you know. True. We'll stick with... Soup season. But today, uh, it's just two of us. Griffin is running behind. He has left work uh, in downtown. Uh, he may hop on a little bit later. Uh, Wyatt is off tonight. Um been pretty busy if you guys don't know he's working uh with one of the uh judicial side stuff uh for the state of minnesota for wilmer i believe or that area in minnesota so i've been pretty busy remotely for him um and then why and uh, laurens we haven't heard in a while probably dying from law school um yeah probably, likely <laughs> yeah but today all of those just show how little we have going on <laughs> literally but uh, today, everybody else is like doing stuff, accomplishing <laughs> things, and we're just not making a podcast. We're podcasting. <laughs> but everyone, thank you so much for coming on to either watching on YouTube or listening to all of our platforms we're available on. Uh, today, we'll be recapping the game against Illinois, preview against Penn State, and then also touch on a few other tidbits. But before we get rolling, uh, soup, some gopher news. Um, first start off on w- women's volleyball. Uh, Coach Hugh McCutcheon, uh, McCutcheon is, is stepping down after this season. Um, still no news on that, but it was announced today as of the 17th. Uh, I have no more notes on that. I think you mentioned a high recruit for basketball. Yeah, four-star Dennis Evans, the third 13th ranked recruit in the country this year. is coming to Minnesota. So, uh, And a it's caveat like a, of that. It's like a seven-foot center. Yeah. The caveat off that... Something we would never see during the Patino era. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. But going on from there, um, oh, men's hockey, I think they're ranked number one in the country. They are. And, and women's hockey is in top three, I think. I don't know. Yeah. I lost track of where women's hockey, but I know they slayed um, Mankato State Mavericks last weekend in their series. Yeah, so as you can tell, uh, the Gophers are doing good, except <laughs> except for other things. Uh, so going into that, um, the Gophers uh, lost to the uh, uh, the Fighting Illini uh, last weekend. Uh, we lost fourteen to twenty six, uh, which bumps the Illini up to ranked number eighteen in the country in the AP poll. Um, I think, from what you said, Soup, that is. They should be higher. They should definitely be higher. Not even because they beat us, but like the way they're playing right now and like the numbers they're putting up on offense with Chase Brown right now. Like they should they should be a top fifteen team. Like I name fifteen better teams than Illinois right now. I can't, but maybe others will. <laughs> but uh, going on from there, so um in the loss, I'm just gonna read through some items here, uh just to go through it. Um, in this game, Mohammed Ibrahim did come back for this game. Like he was healthy, uh, had 15 carries for a buck 27, um, and with one touchdown this game, pretty much our lead rusher of the 142 yards rushing as a team. Um, Tanner Morgan, unfortunately went out in the, uh, the fourth quarter, fourth quarter. Um, and I know, off uh when we when all of us uh, were chatting on our snapchat so just so those of you listening and watching we have our own snapchat group 
along with Discord to chat, mainly on Snap because it's easier. And we're all talking like, how would you, what was that play or what happened there? So as you, if you've seen the clips or the videos, Tanner made a run to get the first down and uh, he did get tackled. And from the footage, uh, I thought it was the guy inadvertently punched him in the head. Is that, that was my take. What was your take on that soup? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's really weird when you play contact sports and you're like, those are two large people moving very fast and they're both falling down. So like angles and trajectories are changing the like entire time. I don't think it's, I don't think it's malicious. You know what I mean? Yep. It, it, unfortunately it's football. Then that, that stuff happens. Yeah. And unfortunately, uh, Taryn Morgan did have to leave the game. Uh, and what we, I, I hate seeing a lot uh, is when the cart has to come out. Um, as well so he had to be carted off the field he was taken to a local hospital in the area um fortunately yeah, to clarify is a is a concussion for sure yeah. like not like a neck injury nothing like that no spinal issues not worried about that just uh very very concussed when the guy's going in the locker room with a towel over his head that's how you know that's yeah. a that's a clear indicator right there yeah and um Fortunately, he did fly home the same day with the team uh, from what PJ said in his press conference today to preview Penn State. Um, they actually held the plane back a little bit longer uh, so, so the team uh, the team can fly home with him. Yeah, because um, you're not supposed to be on a plane within like five hours, I think. It's yeah. it's uh, it's uh, it's like the Tua thing. Yep. That was why people were so upset about Tua. Yep. Uh, but Tanner did get to fly home with the team. Um as far as we're aware of right now, uh, PJ is keeping it very closed doors. All we know I'll tell is you that... right now, <laughs> we will not know who is starting until Saturday. Yeah. We won't. We just won't. Just, Pretty just much. Come to grips with it now. Yep. But uh, again, the, uh, if you, uh, the sending thoughts, prayers, whatever you want to do for Tanner. Um, but he is okay. Uh, he's back home uh, in the greatest state of Minnesota. So uh, that was, I think, Two things that I can note off pretty quick, non-stat-wise, besides the loss. Um, but just quick reaction from starting with me here, Soup. Um, I know we talked off-air on the group chat and today. Uh, not a lot of separation for, with our receivers versus what we saw from the Illini's offense. Uh, for yeah. me, I was like, a lot, the Illini got more separation in their receiving core than ours did playing very well, the perfect defense. example is uh, Michael Brown Stevens again, right? Michael Brown mm -hmm. Stevens showing up again for the wrong reasons. Like, is it is it a is it a perfect ball by Tanner? No. Is it a catchable ball? Absolutely. Does Chris Altman Bell come down with that ball? Chris Altman Bell at least makes that an incompletion. At worst, with Chris, he makes a better play on that ball. He actually leaves his feet. He attacks the ball with his hands. Like, how are you body catching a fade? what when you're when you're turning around like it's not like mm -hmm. you're the back to your defender and you're using it to like shield him from getting over the top of you you just don't even go up and make a play on the ball like that's and then their their, their safety takes it from him like yep i don't know just you need more effort than that on, on from your receivers and dalen wright dogging it dogging it on the last on like one of the last plays like completely oh, yeah. just gives up on the ball that was bad that's bad that's so bad you like, now, i, I sent that message right when that happened like we when we got when ethan got his second pick of the game i was like did did dalen really do that <laughs> and then you're, you're like yep i'm like oh damn it <laughs> um but yes uh 
the main point receivers can get separation they weren't dogging it for the ball like trying to you know make make a play on it uh no matter where they were unfortunately um so for certainly the loss of crab is significant i i thought maybe michigan state was i thought we're okay but it was kind of a fluke i think now that i think about it you know two games later um, but that's just, again, quick reaction. Uh, I don't know. I, I, Michigan State's pass defense is, is like really bad. True. It was not as bad against Wisconsin as it was. Uh, Wisconsin has other issues right now, and the Gophers turned the ball over three times in that game. Like, like the Gophers were humming that day. They were running the ball really well, right? Muhammad Ibrahim full game, Trey Potts full game. Like That one, that was pure Gophers. That's what happens when they get to do what they want to do. But they got knocked off plan, plan this week, <clears throat> and they got knocked off plan against Purdue, and they couldn't they couldn't do anything about it either yeah. time. It looked like. Uh, uh, to segue that, like very one dimensional. Like, uh, I think with Purdue, like they stopped the run because that's. I wouldn't even call it one dimensional. Like, you think so? I thought it was one dimensional when I look at the highlights. You've had the positive play. You've had pl- you've had positive plays in. In both directions, I don't think any game so far you can say that PJ's done what he did last year and like went into his shell after stuff happened. Yeah. Like, I don't think you can say that about any of the games that they've lost this year. I think they've, I think they've really, like, been a ba- more balanced team this year. Consciously, I think they're trying to be. So, I, I yeah. don't know if like, but it's only one side of the ball that's still efficient. That's, I think, that's more what you're seeing on on tape is that only one side of the ball is 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 more efficient yeah for sure and then um the other piece here uh besides the uh receivers uh, i do want to know uh the other one's gonna be o-line play i don't know i wasn't still feeling great with the o-line this game on how the right tackle was bad the left tackle had a bad day i i don't know quinn carroll's had two rough games in a row yeah ariante i think will come back We'll bounce back. He's young, not age-wise, but he's young experience-wise. Um, so I think he'll bounce back and have a better game. Uh, other than that, like I mean, the interior of the line is is pretty solid. Okay, yeah. like it's 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 fine. It's like I mean, JMS is obviously very good, but yeah, it's just I, I think the word is inconsistent, just like across the board for for everything. Yeah. You know, JMS is your only consistent player on that line right now enough that pff is like hey he's still our highly graded center <laughs> seven weeks i mean he's season. he's really good like he's really really good and yep. like i don't know it's just people don't attack him because he is very good and he had a tough test this was a good front they played this weekend and he played pretty well yep um that's it for me but those are like my quick knee-jerk reactions from this game how about you uh, people, a lot of people are upset about the the fourth and two. I think we looked at it before, off air before we started recording. Yep. It's like fourth and two on like the forty something on Minnesota's forty, um, and it we we had said it was in the third quarter, right? Third quarter, uh, with about five and a half minutes left in the third quarter. Fourteen to twenty, Illinois. Yep. All right. So you come out of the half, you go touch that you, you trade touchdowns, then you trade punts. So you have the ball back, and you're on the 40, fourth and two. There's like seven minutes left in the game. You kind of feel like 
the game you're starting to grind this game out a little more you're starting to do what you want to do a little better and then you decide to punt so i've I've heard a lot of people like get upset about that decision to punt and i think that's like very close to the decision he made against purdue that ends up i think costing you a lot of momentum um even though they only give up three points i think that costs them a very big piece of momentum that if they had gotten that they were already humming on that drive they just had like a weird third down that they didn't get to the sticks and yeah and i think like and he gets killed for that you know so like now he's he's more he goes the other way he does the the he does the opposite thing and now he's getting killed for that it's like i can see why he's doing that because you know you trade punts you're like okay we figured this out like we had some success on offense this half you know, we stop, we got, we got to stop. Like, let's, let's get back on, let's get back to business right here. Like, it's fine. We'll pin them deep. Our defense will get a stop. We'll get it back. It's only the third quarter and there's no need to, to freak out. Let's, let's flip yeah. the field and make them grind the entire field. Cause like you mentioned before, like the previous play, the Illini punted on offense and yeah. from what I get it, looking Pre- at the previous with, drive. Yeah. yeah. With, with hindsight looking into like, Oh, the defense did well to contain, you know, top running back in the country that's like within the game like within the moment that's what you're thinking but like in hindsight definitely watching it like i mean me just the kind of person i am i'm still going for that in that situation but that's just that's just me and that's not who pj is like we have to understand like who pj is too like as a coach like he's shown us his tendencies let's not don't be surprised when they when you see them basically yeah so that's just who he is by nature and i think in the fourth quarter they go for that I think they're much oh, yeah. more aggressive. Like, I think if that's a drive later, they go for that. I literally think it was that exact moment because they don't get the ball back. I think until the fourth quarter flips over because they kick it with like four or five minutes left. Correct. So yeah, with uh, when they punt the ball, it was four fifty six left on the clock. The Illini takes the ball uh, into field goal range and get the field goal, so it makes a twenty three fourteen game at that point. And it's you know, in the fourth quarter by the time yeah. Minnesota gets the ball and, back. And also, we again from what I could tell, at least for me, and then some of us on the group chat. Uh, I was, uh, to be honest, I was, uh, I mentioned to you, but I was off and on in the game because, like, I had personal things going on in life um, that, like, you know what? It's still manageable. Like, we can we can still come back from this. Mm-hmm. It's not like, you know, like, legit double, double, like, three score, two, three scores kind of deal. Here, like, exactly to what you're saying. Uh, that's me. So, exa- all right. I'm going to say that again. <laughs> so... So exactly to what you're saying. So Minnesota punts the ball in the third quarter with two minutes and 49 seconds, I think, left in the quarter. Is that what that is? The third, you mean? Yeah, and they don't get the ball back. That's Uh, wild. Yeah. They're like... They like punt it and they don't get the ball back into the fourth quarter. That's, I mean, literally one, like I said, one drive later, I think they go for that. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I get where, where PJ's coming from. I'm, I understand who he is as a coach and I'm just not going to be like surprised by that one, you know? Mm-hmm. But yeah, other than that, um, I got really nothing to touch on. Maybe Griff, special have teams, some things. special teams. Oh, yeah, special teams. We have to talk about Quentin Redding. Oh, yes, that 92-yard return. The Wasn't... only reason he doesn't house that is because Illinois, ret- one of their defenders, pushes another defender into him. Yes. 
Like the guy oh. chasing him was not going to catch him, but the guy behind him just shoves him forward so they hit each other. Yeah. Oh my god. I was like, yes, a a positive special teams play. Well, it's literally <laughs> exactly what you needed. Like it's exactly what you needed. And now now we're never getting rid of Rob Wenger, which is like like that one play just bought the man another ten years and it's really <laughs> upsetting. It's so upsetting. I know you and Lorenzo in the same boat. You want him fired, but that play just secured his job. Well, I, that's because Quentin Redding is a good returner. I don't think that's anything to do with r- freaking Rob. No, Quentin Redding is a good returner. I think he, uh, like that was my. If I, if I think I, he's if a I good mention, kick returner. Yeah, I think he's a good kick returner. I, I think he needs to work on punt return. His decision making yep. is not consistent. Uh, he has been pretty sure-handed, knock on wood, so that's good. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, a very good positive play on special teams. Uh, so, yeah, I was like, when I saw that play happen, when I was like looking at my phone inside, I was like, oh, yes, let's go. <laughs> and I think that was the first drive of the game too, right? Or when we started off the second half. That was the opener. That was to open the second half. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> I love PJ's reaction though too. Like uh, uh, his press conference, he's like, I was surprised we didn't get a penalty off that. <laughs> yeah. Because you think about what happened with Purdue. We got so many. Uh, we thought uh, on the – I was yeah. watching the broadcast. I thought it was positive plays for us. Like, oh, they, they touched well, the they, ball. They were calling those ticky-tack PI calls on us. Yeah. But whatever. But whatever. Um, anything else besides that? Uh, the defense. Um, yes. Gold Star, Tyler Newbin, everybody else. Um. Uh, I thought Justin Wally had an okay game. He gets beat on that one deep ball that I think like looks worse than it is. That's just a good play by their receiver and their yep. quarterback. Like their offense was fully healthy. Like this whole week, like there people were worried about like Illinois' offense being healthy. They were healthy this week. They looked good. Uh, you got crushed up front. You got no. You had no pressure on the quarterback all game. That's not acceptable. You did have pressures when you brought the blitz, but eventually their quarterback settled down and just started throwing into them. So that's like, that's going to happen. You can't do that all game. And they just couldn't get off the field. They were four for four on fourth down. Yeah. Like they were. They went for like, it a lot on fourth down. <laughs> well, they, we, why not? Like. Yeah. You know, like, why wouldn't you? You couldn't, we couldn't stop them. And, like, they had, um, I think they were, on third down, they were, like, where is it? There it is. They were six for 17 on third down. Yeah. Illinois. That's not, that's not great. Yeah. But they were four for four on fourth down, so they were really ten for seventeen, yeah. right? Is that Griffin Most? He entered the chat. We're getting there. <laughs> Welcome, Griffin. Now we have three hosts. So Griffin, uh, we're just giving off some uh, knee jerk reactions. Pay attention to the road. <laughs> Damn. Eyes on the road. I'm, it's in my phone holder, and I'm talking. <laughs> All right, so Griff, uh, we're talking about some reactions from the game against the Illini and that lost. Uh, we discussed receivers, um, the positive play from special teams with Qu- uh, Quinn Redding in the first play of the second half. Um, defense played uh, not great, but some guys st- stood out pretty well. And then, of course, Tanner going out. So anything to add on top of all that? 
Look, if you're a receiver and you want to play Power 5 football at the University of Minnesota, we need a few because apparently our guys can't catch. Um, Get MBS off the field. <laughs> yeah, like I'd really love to see Mike Brown-Stevens go after that ball. Like, Sure, Tanner didn't throw the most perfect ball, but if you you got to come back to it and fight for it. That's an interception that honestly shouldn't have happened. Um, one thing, you know, that I can say the Gophers did really well, though, is running the outside zone yeah. um, oh, for yeah. Bo. I mean, that just seemed to absolutely discombobulate. So um, it was kind of what we predicted for the most part on the Illinois side of the ball. I know Soup kind of mentioned it, just Illinois was being an efficient offense. You know, they didn't stretch the field too much on, like, huge throws. But they got Chase Brown, I think, on that wheel route to start the game. Yeah. And they got um, just, you know, those quick uh, stick, stick passes and throwing it to the sticks. So uh, they they, re- they really did a good job covering that. And there was really no – I mean, Illinois had some no calls, and the referee crew was definitely terrible. But it doesn't make up for how bad we still played on defense. Yeah, you and still Illinois got crushed. Illinois deserved to win that yeah. game. Yeah. You want to hear something crazy? Here's a, here's a fun stat I got sent. Oh, boy. Um, MBS has been credited with 23 of Minnesota's 138 total passing game targets this year. Uh, this is an uh, Ryan Burns uh, stat, by the way, for correct credit, which is a 16.6% target share. So four of Minnesota's seven interceptions are on his 23 targets out of 138. Oof. Not good. Put Lamecki Brockington in. Now I want I need more Lamecki Brockington. Let me see it. <laughs> True, I do want to see more Lamecki. Did he play it all this game? I I don't remember. No, I haven't seen him in like two weeks. <laughs> it's like we didn't really ever. I mean, Tanner only had four completions this game, so our whole pass game was just kind of lost. Well, yeah. I mean, you you had your pass protection was horrible. Oh, it was it was absolutely terrible. Tanner had. Uh, not a lot of time, and they weren't covering gaps. Especially the tackles, uh, the left and right tackle, Arianti and uh, um, Quinn, didn't do him any favors either. Like he, they got they got pushed by the edge rushers on the line. And PJ defense. says Quinn Quinn solidified himself at right tackle, but I don't know. That was a, that was a rough game. He's probably just lot, like I don't know. Don't believe anything PJ says. Basically, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yep, for sure. Um, anything else regarding uh, the game against the Illini? Uh, oh, actually, there is something about it, but uh, that's not football related. So I'll touch on it in, uh, when we say, wrap up the segment. <laughs> I think that's all from me on the Illinois game. All right. I mean, what more is to say? Like per- Purdue is you getting you beating yourself against Purdue, and then this week you get beat by a better team. Like yeah. Eh. For sure, but uh, no off air. So Griffin, while we're waiting for you uh, for a hot minute, uh, Soup and I are watching the some of the snippets of the game. I that's still on my DVR from YouTube TV, and it shows a segment where like you see some of the rowdy Illinois fans. And are you just gonna do this to me right now? <laughs> and I love how you like just like call out the fans or like the students there, because <laughs> like you didn't go there, but you went to Minnesota instead for college. <laughs> and I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, I'm from there. Like, every, like so many people I knew from high school went there, and I'm just, I just hate. It, it makes me mad. I hate it. 
my sister went there. My sister's probably taking a victory lap right now. <laughs> yeah. My sister goes to my, my siblings, my brother who graduated, and my sister who's still there went to Madison. So it's a very tense household when it comes to uh, yeah, see? Yeah. Uh, act season. So. <laughs> but yeah, um, with the last guy, so let's, uh, let's move on then. Uh, we're right now, we're six games done with the season. Um, so right now the Gophers are four and two, uh, one and two in Big Ten play, fourth in the West right now. Um, I just want to ask uh, you guys first: with six games into the season, uh, how do you feel now? Like we're six, six games done, we got six more to go. You know, being four and two, um, obviously our season's not over. We still have a lot of ball left to play. And there's a lot of time for us to get better. What I think, um, I mean, it's not ideal to be four and two because these are these are two very winnable games. But in the in the end, we just need to play better uh, ball down the stretch. And we'll, I mean, we'll we'll be bowl eligible. We'll get a, a decent bowl game. Um, but it'd be nice to just not have some of these really simple mistakes that fundamentally, like PJ, like harps on but it seems like there's still some issue with it when it gets to Big Ten play. I mean, this is the meat of the schedule, right? Like, I think, I don't think anybody expected Illinois to be this good. I don't think, I, I, I thought I, I thought Purdue was going to be good. Um, but, you know, a lot of people were sleeping on Purdue still. And then uh, I think we kind of only thought Penn State was like only tough game on the schedule, really, besides Iowa, Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. But it looks like those two games on the schedule that were going to be tough came like a lot earlier than we thought. Yeah, I think for me, um, the season's not going to like my expectations. I, I thought we we're going to go five and one, and that loss was going to be against Michigan State because we saw how. Yeah. good they were last year because we thought like, again that's the perception like we thought Purdue was going to be you know competitive with the West I thought Illinois was just going to be slowly getting better I didn't I'd expect to get better like this quick um so to be four and two you know now that I had some days of process and watch more film and talk about with you guys you know I'm not disappointed by it like again I think this is where I think PJ has been harping on is like um, in terms of like overall records, I'm not sure. You know, PJ speak is like oh, one game season at a time. Yeah. But if you look at overall records wise, like when PJ first came in, so his first season five and seven. Uh, the next couple of seasons uh, was a uh, six and seven in year two. Um, seven and five. The, yeah. Yeah. No, uh, he was six and six. Uh, with the win of Wisconsin, we got bowl bound to Detroit. Mm. So six. Uh, so seven and six. My bad. Um, and then. 2019, we went 11-2, got the Outback Bowl. Uh, COVID season, I think we all just threw it in the air like, okay, it's, it's a season to forget. <laughs> yeah. 9-4 um, and four last year. And I think what PJ wants to do, because he, he, you remember this early press conferences in this early part of the tenure, he mm -hmm. wants to be like the Iowa or Wisconsin and have consistency in the long term. Yeah. And I think he's trying to do that. Like, I think that's where he wants to go and then get – better from there I, again mm -hmm. i'm okay with it right now but there is a lot more game to play because we have penn state this upcoming weekend and then from there we're at home against rutgers uh at nebraska illinois and then to wrap up the season is iowa and wisconsin 
it's Northwestern after Nebraska there. Oh, my bad. After Nebraska. Different, different Illinois team, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'm still hopeful for the season. Like, uh, I, am, am I crushed that we're not going to be competitive? Like, like, maybe not get the West division? Eh. Yes. But um, I think overall, if we can get another 9-win season or 10-win season, I'll be okay with that. But I don't know where we're at right now. But we still got six more games to go, so. Yeah, I know Jeff Brom, like, Jeff Brom's always been a pretty good X's and O's coach, but I think there's going to be a time when Purdue's defense is going to catch up with them because they're still not, like, a solid defense, but they're doing enough on offense to win. Um, so in terms of, I mean, I kind of said it before, where we are right now, we're in a good position to get a good bowl game, but, you know, you can't just settle for, and PJ doesn't want to just settle for a good bowl game. He wants, you know, the West, the Big Ten Championship, and a national championship. Now, will we get that this year? With two losses, probably not. But as long as we um, play the football, we know we can play down the stretch. Um, this season is for sure not a loss. Yeah, I mean, I think if you told me you'd be we'd, we'd be four and two through this stretch, I'd say okay. Yes, yeah, so we lost to Michigan State. That one was a toss up at the beginning of the year. Um, and oh, we probably just you know we bit one to Purdue or Illinois like we always do. You know, like. One of those, right? Mm-hmm. And then we were like, we're four and two going into Penn State. Like that's 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 good. That's 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 fine. Like that's acceptable, I think. But I mean, these it's just these games on the back half of your schedule are like must haves, you know? Because like I think people understand that this three game stretch is tough. I don't think people expected Illinois to be that good, but I think, um, you know, anybody who really watches college football would have said Illinois is going to be good after you know watching them play their first games of the season like hard to ignore that and then you play Penn State like whiteout game and then the rest of your schedule softens up but if you don't pick like you need one here to feel better about going into that stretch otherwise those, those are those are ones you cannot lose yeah uh, with the segue into that um, this Saturday the 22nd uh, we're playing against the Penn State and Italy Lions boys in Happy Valley is a whiteout game as a uh, soup alluded to earlier. It's going to be a 6:30 p.m. kickoff uh, Central Standard Time 7:30 Eastern. Um going to be aired on ABC as well. Um so I I'm just excited cuz uh I think for uh, for both teams it's kind of a rematch from 2019 where we beat them at home. There's going to be so many replays, dude. <laughs> dude, I still have I know Twitter blocked it under DMCA, and I'm just lazy to like. I'm just lazy to like fight at fight that because I have other stuff to deal with. But I still have the clip where I put Celine Dion over that interception to seal the game, and it's amazing. And I think blew up on Twitter when we won that game, and I'm happy. But uh, going on from there, um, uh, right now in terms of stuff, so the line uh, the. So Penn State right now is ranked 16 in the AP poll. Um, they're currently five and one uh, overall, two and one in conference play. Um, some names you may recognize for our audience here: Sean Clifford is still at quarterback uh, for the uh, Nittany Lions. Um, pretty much, I think I think I remember they they li- uh, Tanner and Sean lived in like this very close to each other. <laughs> when they're in high school so like you know it's also the same quarterback matchup as 2019 correct um as for 
other stuff. Um, uh, so obviously we mentioned early, uh, so Griffin, we mentioned it off air early or early in the podcast, Tanner Morgan, uh, did get hurt and and we pretty much what soup said, we won't know who's starting until Saturday morning or Saturday afternoon. I don't know. Whatever. I mean, that seems like a normal PJ thing. So. <laughs> yep. Who do you want? Who do you want? If it's not Tanner. Uh, Cali McManus. And I'm, I wouldn't think twice about it. Yeah, I'm with I'm with Griff a thousand percent. Yeah. Okay, me three. I was I'm also gonna say Ethan uh, at start. Um, don't get me wrong. I I like some splashes that Cole offers, but I think Ethan has the better arm and the height. <laughs> Cole Cole's not in your long term snap long term plans. These are way better reps for Ethan. And Cole always gets the most. Not like it's necessarily all his fault either, but. They always put him in, and it's a predictable play. Like, okay, it's fourth and one. They take forever to snap the ball, but you know it's a wildcat. Like, snap to him, and then he runs it. Like, and then we don't convert the fourth down. <laughs> so you're just sitting there like, well, we'd rather have Cali Manis in there, who the defense pretty much, in most cases, wouldn't prepare for if they didn't know there was a potential, like, QB uh, toss-up. And I think that I, mean, would, I don't think uh, they need to. He just threw two picks, three picks. <laughs> That's true. But I'd rather have him out there slinging the football. Yeah, if he practices all week, I think he looks a touch better than that. Yeah, for sure. And then going on from there, uh, Mohamed Ibrahim still going to be, I assume he'll be starting <laughs> and playing. Uh, I don't know. Like what, what happened with Purdue, I was like, oh. I guess he was still dinged up from Michigan State. All right. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, Mo, uh, and then also uh, PJ mentioned it. They The medical staff pulled Trey out from last week's game as well uh, or against the Illini. So Trey should be back, too, with Bryce and them. Uh, and then receivers, Crab is still out. Russ is still there. Um, I think that's pretty much it on the offensive side of the ball for the Gophs. Any, I don't think there were ma- anything major on the defensive side, right? Not that I saw. Okay. Going on from there, uh, back to Penn State. I, I digress. Uh, Sean Clifford's back at quarterback. Um, they actually have a tandem of running backs that they're using. There's no single one. Um, it's pretty even. Yeah. Uh, was it Nick Singleton? And who was the other guy, Sue? It's uh, just looking at it. That would be. While well, we're waiting for Soup to find that, um, their top receiver is uh, Parker Washington, who is currently at uh, 23 receptions for 318 yards this season. Uh, with the loss of Crab, uh, Brevin takes up the minute, uh, the Gophers' top receiving yards stat right now. As it should be. <laughs> He's got to see more targets earlier in the game. I don't know why. I don't know why it takes them like three quarters to throw him the football. I'm not sure, man. <laughs> There's yeah. usually always eyes mismatch too, and it's like, why wouldn't you like target that early? Like, I think their tackles. They must not have that much faith in their tackles, right? I think so. <laughs> if he's chipping every play, like. Because they don't believe in their tackles. Yeah, but going in from there, um, 
I think Soup, you and I talked off air uh, of a guy you track, uh, a guy you follow on Twitter who does stats for this. Statsor, um, yeah. And you said in that it was an expectation versus reality. Minnesota and Penn State are pretty much on top of each other. Yeah, like the it's like it's a, it's a cool measure of like the betting markets versus like expectation of you and then how you've performed and like the Gophers and Penn State are like on top of each other on the on that, which is really funny. Yeah. And um, I'm not sure who wrote this article and then said it further on like on podcast or radio, but someone mentioned that even though Penn State and Minnesota like culturally are very different, like you know PJ and James Franklin are very two different people in terms of like programs they built, they're pretty similar. Like um, from what I've seen, just looking at some of the players on here, I, I think on quarterback. Sean and Tanner are pretty similar. I, I, Sean's a better quarterback than Tanner. Yeah, yeah. In that, in the situation, yeah, Sean is better. But I don't know. In my mind's like mind's eye, I, I think they're pre- very comparable. Um, versus Penn like, State's uh, got a lot more depth of talent on their roster because they yeah. just recruit better because they're Penn State. Yep, for sure. But uh, going further from there, um, betting odds right now is the spread is at minus four and a half, favoring the. Uh, Lions uh, over under at 44 and a half. But uh, you guys have any other, like, uh, actually, we can just go into it. Fe- keys of the game if we want the Gophers to win. <laughs> Griffin, um, you said anything, you're muted, but okay. <laughs> there we go. Oh no! Oh no! Down. What happened? Hold on. <laughs> we just can't see you. It's fine. We, we back. You. Okay. <laughs> um, keys to the game. I mean, <laughs> anyone? Does anyone else remember when in the one year Clay's era when we were at Happy Valley and yeah, we I, almost I won that game? Yep. Uh, I feel like that game is going to come down to another one of those plays. Unfortunately. Um. The Gophers will, I guess, play up to the competition in a way. Um, and I can't remember if I said win or loss on this, Jason, so you'll have to let me know. Uh, you said win in the preseason. All right. Well, then we'll have to stick with that. Um, <laughs> I mean, and, and it's still completely possible, too. Um, these teams just naturally will, I mean, play closer. Um and I don't think the Whiteout's really going to affect that. So, keys to the game. I mean, Gophers had three turnovers last week. That was huge. Um, so, keep, again, keeping the ball um, off the ground in your hands and just controlling the clock. Illinois literally doubled time of possession on us, yep. which absolutely killed um, our game. So, I mean, if, as long as we pound the rock, play the game that we want to play, um, I see no problem winning by 7 to 10 points. But if we are if we play like in Illinois, we can't establish um, yeah a pass and a run game. Um, I can see Penn State just running all over us. Yeah, I have confidence that they're going to be able to that the Gophers can be able to run the ball on offense. They've they I mean they've pretty consistently shown they're able to run the outside inside zone game pretty good. So I think they'll need some 
plays in the passing game. It's what it's going to come down to against teams like Penn State, teams like Illinois, teams like Purdue, teams that are, you know, going to put points up and force you to score with them as well, right? Like they're going to they're going to they're going to do that and you're going to have to get some plays from your receivers and I just don't know if I've confidence in that right now. So I'm I'm going to I'm going Penn State on this one personally. I do see I mean as even though the receivers didn't have a good game last week um, I still see Illinois' corners are um, uh, fundamentally better, in my opinion, than some of Penn State's. So as long as yeah. receivers um, play their game, um, that should hopefully sure. um, produce yeah. big. But no, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think getting back to what we do on offense, pretty much like I I I wasn't like looking at some of the stuff I was loving the outside zone with Mo because um, he did get three uh, uh, triple digit, you know, yards <laughs> for that game, despite the loss. Um, I think I know we talk about it, like maybe they don't trust the tackles because like they, they're not using Brevin on <laughs> the passing game, but I want to see him more in the passing game. Like, he ha- he has the he height. He should be a really good safety blanket. He should be like the best safety blanket yeah. for the offense. And they just he has he's chipping all the time. Yeah, always. So like that's for me. Like I want to see Brevin, you know, you know, uh, be the checkdown because I don't think. Well, I like when they split him out because they they yeah. they will split him out sometimes, and I'm like and like put him in the slot and stuff. I'm like yes, 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 do that. Yeah. So that that's just my piece, but um, I said L at the uh, preseason. Um, but you guys want to go into score predictions then for this game? One, one more thing I will say. I think, obviously, Kirk being at Penn State not too long ago should hopefully help us. Same quarterback <laughs> under the same head coach. Um, he should hopefully know their offense fairly well, too, and maybe even a little bit of their defense. Do you think Kershiraka is Penn State's kryptonite? <laughs> Guess we'll find out. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. All right. Score predictions. So I said loss early season. Um, I'm going to say we lose 21 to 24. We lose by a field goal. But I also could see us winning too. But that's my prediction that we'll lose. I kind of want to just say the exact same thing, like same score, same same L, everything. Like that's yeah, I think that's all right. I think that's what's gonna happen. I think we score some touchdowns, but we just can't get a stop in the end. (laughs) What about you, Griffin? It's funny because we score roughly the same amount of points per game, and the only thing better is the Gophers' defense by about eight points and I said W anyway uh, um, I feel like there's going to be a decent amount of scoring for some reason and I don't know why we'll go um, 30 to 23 Gophers All right, sure. I'd love that that'd be well, great actually from 2019 who was the safety that got the pick to seal the game and uh who sealed Jordan the game Howden? Howden sealed Howden? the game Antoine had one in earlier like at the beginning of the game yeah yeah Howden did it right in the middle of the field inside the red zone if I remember correctly it's like yeah. in the end zone in the end zone yeah I could see that happening though Howden gets <laughs> these 
call his game at the end there. If it's right. anyone, it's going to be Tyler Newbin. He's been playing <laughs> True. so well. He's been playing so well. Give it a Newbin. All right. Um, that is it for uh, previewing Penn State. Uh, like I said, everyone, um, it is going to be in Happy Valley, so it's an away game. If you're not going to be going, it's going to be on ABC uh, for broadcasting. Um, I'm going on from there, boys. Um, anything to touch on from other college football stuff or NFL stuff? Let's just make it known that I absolutely love that Tennessee threw the goalpost in the river. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> that was really funny. Like, I would – I mean – as as they should, honestly, good for them. The picture of like the cloud of cigar smoke coming out of the stadium. Oh, that's <laughs> also amazing. Yeah, that I was mean, a I fun game to watch less. too. Yeah, that was fun. But going from there, um, I feel yeah. like Nebraska is also kind of finding some sort of groove. Oh yeah. Uh, um, which. I still think, obviously, the we're a better team, but uh, it's going to be a while till we play them as well. Yeah, one to keep an eye on. Yep. Um, I forget. So Tennessee beats yeah, Alabama. Um, but there were other upsets too that weekend. I mean, Michigan barely beat Wisconsin. Michigan State, right? Yeah, no, Michigan played two OT. I think. Yeah, I think Michigan Michigan's... played. Michigan played Penn State. No, Michigan State. Uh, yeah, I meant Michigan State. That's my Michigan bad. Michigan State played Wisconsin, yeah. And that, like, Wisconsin looked not good at all. Graham Mertz was still the pick machine that he is. Love that. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and that, I think that game went to double overtime, too. So, uh, there's that. <sighs> Didn't USC lost, too? Or is that a different yep, they California did. team? Okay. No, the SC lost. Yeah. Yeah, interesting weekend of upsets too. <laughs> it's it's been a fun fun year of college football. It has, it has. Uh, but other than that, I'm out. I'm I'm out. Of things to talk about, and I don't have any hot takes this podcast. So <laughs> no, no, there's not enough energy for hot takes right now. It's like let's just see what happens. Literally. Well, everyone, thank you so much for listening and watching today's episode of Opa Podcast. I was again. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed uh, listening and watching, and we'll see you guys next time uh, post Penn State and then preview Rutgers for the next home game. Um, but from there, we'll see you guys next time. I'm one of your hosts, Jason O, along with Griffin Most and Eli. And we we'll see you guys next time. And oh.